Boom, what's up everyone? Welcome to Simulation. I'm your host, Alan Sakyan. Very excited to be talking about plant-based on a budget. We have Tony Akimoto joining us on the show. Hello. Hi, how are you? Thank you so much for coming on. Thank really you. appreciate it. I'm really excited for this conversation. Tony Akimoto is the founder of Plant-Based on a Budget, which provides delicious vegan recipes for under $30 a week in less than 30 minutes a meal. She has taught hundreds of thousands of people how to eat a plant strong diet while saving money in the process going vegan is not only an attainable goal but the best choice for your health the planet and your wallet and you can find the book link in the bio as well as plantbasedonabudget.com plantbasedmealplan.com and the instagram plantbasedonabudget and i love flipping through this it is like making my mouth water it's just super simple and it's super affordable which is so critical and I'm excited to unpack this with you. Let's jump into things by asking you one of our favorite questions. What are your thoughts on the direction of our world? Well, I am really excited to, I, so I live on the internet. A lot of my work is done on the internet and I see so many people being active in different communities. Some people are very passionate about water access or sanitation systems, building sanitation systems in developing countries. And so to see people really, really active in their communities, trying to make the world a better place, makes me want to do the same. It's very inspiring. And so I, I generally think that there are many suffering people in the world and it is our duty and our responsibility to ease their suffering. And so to see that online and to see people who have an influence on the internet, getting other people inspired to do whatever they can do, whether it's big or small or make a contribution financially is, is inspiring to me. What an important synthesis. Yes, the access to the internet and social media and our ability to catalyze uh, ideas to spread and, uh, and hopefully eradicate some of the suffering and yep. issues that we have and uh, make life better across the world and activate people and engage them towards that. Yep. Yeah, I'm glad that you picked that as your, as your direction of our world. I like that a lot. Yeah, I've really focused on this one issue of plant-based eating for my whole adult life. And I recently started a podcast with my husband, Paul, who uh, it's called Business for Good. And we interview people who are doing good in the world with business and to hear what other people are passionate about and how they're solving these really big world issues is just uh, admirable to me. I, I love that people are, are using their platforms to do good and using business to do good and make a huge impact on the world. Whoa, okay, and this is another interesting thing to unpack with you is these guests that you've had, and uh, we maybe save that for later. Okay. Uh, yeah, because that's, that's also so cool that you guys are doing that. Um, okay, let's get into the journey. You mentioned it in this last bit that you started talking about this. You spent most of your adult life in the plant-based realm. Yep. And how did you get interested in that? You spent most of your life in the Sacramento, California area. Mm -hmm teach us about that okay so like many people I grew up eating regular old standard American food I okay so I was raised by my grandparents initially my dad was in the Navy active duty and so he went away he was in war and was gone until I was about 11 so in that time I lived with my grandparents who were fully retired and gave me all the love and attention possible and one thing that my grandpa was passionate about was gardening and so 
he and my grandma, who cooked from scratch all the things that he made at home, uh, they introduced me to delicious fresh food. But then when I went and moved with my dad, I didn't have a lot of that access anymore. My dad didn't know how to cook. We ate a lot of chili beans from cans topped or on top of a hot dog or like frozen meals and the hamburger helper. And so that's where my life was going. And in high school, that's when it became a little bit worse because I had access to a lot of fast food. Fast food was surrounded by my, my, my high school was surrounded by fast food places. And so on lunch, I'd go have fast food. Uh, but I was also an athlete and mm. I would eat not good food at a fast food restaurant, come to track practice and not feel really great afterward. Yeah. And I don't knock fast food because I think that Taco Bell, for example, has saved me many times while traveling. They have plant-based options there. Yeah. But if you're trying to optimize your health and perform well as an athlete, I would say don't eat fast food before you're before your training. So I eliminated the fast food from my diet. I stopped eating red meat and that is the beginning of my journey. I was introduced to that from my coach. My coach was like, hey, Tony, the food that you put in your body is going to affect how you feel and how you perform. And so I started eating a little bit healthier and eliminated that red meat. And so that was the beginning. The genesis of my plant-based journey mm -hmm. was eliminating the red meat. And you had the grandparents too, the dichotomy between the grandparents yeah. gardening and father that is doing frozen meals mm -hmm. and hot dogs and chili and stuff like that. We and so totally love the bachelor life. <laughs> yep. <laughs> and this is great because then you get to you you get to see both worlds and kind of start forming the decision and also as an athlete as well, you get to realize that that is the fuel that you're putting mm -hmm. in your body to be able to do things like run track. Yep. Yeah. So then what about, you know, this genesis? Okay. Why was it, why was it red meat as the thing to like to cut? He told me that that wasn't, that was not a healthy option for me. And again, I didn't have any nutrition information. My coach was the first person who helped me make the connection between the food that we eat and the way we feel. And, and so he said, you know, and not in much detail, he said, you would feel better if you stopped eating red meat and you would it would be a healthy decision so that was pretty much all he told me and i felt the effects immediately and so i stopped eating red meat and after high school when i moved out of my parents house i became a full vegetarian and it was kind of out of convenience and out of um a little bit of animal animal issues mm -hmm. just a little bit i I felt more comfortable learning about it, and I thought, wow, I had no idea. But then when I was in college, so I went to community college. So I went to community college, and then I quit college, and then I went back later in life and finished. But at community college, I went to a veg club. Uh, they had a veg club on campus, and I met people who were in a similar stage in life as me, who didn't have a lot of money, who had been deeply rooted in their cultural foods, who uh, had many obstacles to overcome to achieve a plant-based diet. And teaming up with them made it a lot easier. We learned how to cook together. We figured out how to do it on a super cheap budget. We learned how to uh, tell our parents because if your parents 
want so mine for example want to feed me mexican food and when i go in and i'm like i don't want i, don't, I can't eat your food anymore they're like what do you mean you can't eat my food anymore <laughs> so there's a uh, whole coming out of yeah, the vegan definitely. closet yeah. yeah my parents they had a hard time with it and it took years for them to start accommodating me so it, it is a real obstacle it's a struggle if you're in it and you dine with your family a lot and to yeah. me my family is super extremely important yes, and i love yes. spending time with them and sharing food is something that we do to connect yes. and to share love and so i i that was it that was an issue for me in the beginning but having other people who were in a similar situation and having that support system made it an easier process yeah well spe yeah you're speaking to the support system when you're collegiate the veg club days mm -hmm. and that being so critical to to being able to stay with what you're you know and also doing things like analyzing you're starting to analyze some of the factory farming yes. processes and as soon as i became plant-based that world became so much brighter and clearer to me that i like the suffering was happening and I wanted to make a change. And if the change, the, the easiest thing I could do was eliminate those products from my diet. And so uh, I think it was because I let my defensiveness go down because I was already not eating animal products. I, t I was able to take in that information more. Does that make sense? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And this is, it's, it's, a, it's a cycle of awareness expansion is really yep. the key is that when we learn more about where we come from in the cosmic perspective and where we, where we eat or where our food comes from. And just when we tap into these things a little bit deeper and double click into them, we usually at least become more aware of the decisions that we're making and what potentially consequences some of these decisions have. Yes, and food choices are so personal, and nobody likes to feel like they are contributing to suffering. And so we justify all of the behaviors that we do, whether it's uh, I, I shop at places I know get th that have poor quality of standards, uh, and so I know that that's something I need to improve. But food choices, that's something that is so ingrained from the very beginning yeah. of the, what we learned from our parents about food that I, the approach I take now with plant-based on a budget is more inclusive and it's meeting people where they are because I face those same struggles. And I remember being so turned off to the message when people were demanding me to, to, change, yeah. to be vegan yeah. or or bust, like yeah, 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 yeah. It, you had to do it or nothing. Yeah. And so that is such a turnoff message to me. Yeah. And I wanna give people the same experience and, and freedom to make their own choices as I had in my journey. Yeah, that's well said. The way to potentially uh, augment people's awareness and potentially change behavior is to tell a powerful story and know something that emotionally um, connects with people where they're at. That's so true. Yeah, and so when 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 we when we when I when I hear you talking about this um, the instances of like coming out to like family, like this is like you're like young. You're like zero to six months old, and you're already being fed things that your parents think are good and then mm -hmm. until you're you know a teenager you're still really you're not you don't have money to go and buy your own groceries so you're really just eating whatever's at the house yep which is in itself you're some some serious subconscious uh 
programming that's occurring through the food that's in your home mm -hmm. and the decisions that are being made by your family. So then to be able to come and say that, hey, like I have a veg club, like this is how I'm feeling right now. I'm doing my analysis factory farming. <laughs> like I don't want to like, and they're kind of like, sometimes they have to give you a little pushback and they're like, no, you have to eat meat or you have to um, eat what we eat. And so this is, this can be a hard back and forth with, with family and friends. You're kind of like. <laughs> Definitely. And I feel like the really challenging part, and I think that this is for activism across the board, is that when you learn what's happening, you want to you want to spread that message and you want everyone to adopt the lifestyle that you've just chosen. And so new vegans or vegetarians, they go home and they're like, did you know that animals are dying and being killed by the millions and billions? And, and, and your family, they haven't learned all of that yet. They haven't researched it like you have. They don't have that support system that you just built. And so they're way, way step, step, steps behind you, or maybe not even on the same path as you right now. And so I think that just, just offer some grace and offer some, um, like to put things into perspective that they're just not as advanced in that specific choice that you've made uh, is, is gonna be the best decision. Yeah, the, on the bell curve of uh, adaptability towards the ethics evolving, it's, um, especially as we go like 50 years out, all the kids will be like, what were you doing slaughtering billions <laughs> of animals? So yep. the clean meat revolution's kicking off. Um, I, wanna, I wanna know, how did you make the first, uh, from, from the Veg Club and from talking to your parents and from building up your community, um, how long was it until the super easy vegan slow cooker cookbook? Oh, years. It was years, years like, yeah. ten, like five, ten, how many years? Uh, probably, so um, I became vegan when I was 20. And I, and I wrote that book when I was in my late 20s. Yeah, okay. So, okay. yeah. And, okay, so tell us about, like, how did, how did it start the process of, like, okay, I'm making all this plant-based vegan food. Like, I want to share this with people. Was that kind of the idea? It was a longer journey, and it was very slow for me. As I mentioned, uh, I started with the red meat, and then I went to the... Um, to being vegetarian and then a couple years later I became plant-based, but that it's always been this slow and steady yes. progress for me yes. where I stopped drinking cow's milk and then I stopped eating yogurt and like over time let things go. And that was a much easier process for me personally. I know people who've done it overnight and they've been successful, but that was not me. And I really wanted this to last lifelong. I wanted it to be something that I can hold on to forever. And I needed to set myself up for success. And I went at a pace that I felt comfortable with and that I knew would set me up for success. And I'm really glad I did that because it gave me a chance to find some alternatives to uh, allow my palate to change. Yeah. I didn't have a lot of experience eating different or diverse foods. I had not tried Ethiopian. I had never tried Vietnamese. I had never tried all of these foods that I love now and I had to change my palate to like those tastes because I was a much pickier eater when I ate everything which is funny because a lot of people are like mm. oh I'm not gonna be able to eat anything but for me I had the opposite experience where it opened me up to this whole world of new eating and I am really grateful because 
I remember one story in particular where I went with my friend who was a vegan to a vegan restaurant. It was a Vietnamese vegan restaurant. And he said, I was in high school, so this was before I gave up red meat, like before everything. And he said, order anything. I'll, my treat, I just want you to try vegan food. And I ordered the white rice, like white steamed rice on the menu. So of all the things, the only thing I would try was the steamed white rice because I, I just was so intimidated by all of the vegan food that I had never heard of. I'd never had Vietnamese food before. And, uh, and so that's the kind of eater I was before I became plant-based. It was uh, so definitely a journey for me. And then I wanna go back really quickly to talk about uh, the activism part of my journey mm -hmm. because I was talking about how you, you don't wanna force your opinions on your family. But something that I did that I found really that that works is sharing food that's right yeah. sharing delicious food uh, we went to an animal sanctuary and pet animals and learned about their stories and giving them that connection that yeah. wasn't this like showing them meat as murder or something where they're watching animals being slaughtered it was instead giving them uh insight into the lives that they that they lead and and yeah. Showing that they're like their dogs or their cats. Exactly. Yep. And uh, and then there are some really great documentaries on Netflix that are not graphic. So I would, for my birthday, in lieu of gifts, I would ask that we have a vegan meal and we watch a movie together. And that has seemed to work too. So I don't think that people should totally avoid talking to their families because totally. it can be helpful for them to understand your lifestyle. But I just don't think we should be abrasive. Yeah, that's so well done. Is the uh, both the introduction of the vegan meals? Like, hey, I made this beautiful, you know, meal. Everyone loves it. free food, <laughs> free delicious food. And then, and then also the um, you know content uh, that's not yeah graphic um, yeah. can help. Um, but then you, you started giving us also this trajectory, you know, you took time. Some people go cold turkey, they're just like done, mm -hmm. not going to do it. Some people uh, go very much over a period of years of slowly eliminating things, going from uh, no red meat to vegetarian to vegan. So, so then what were those other ones for you? You know, you said took off yogurt, took off milk, and then... Definitely cheese was the hardest. And at that time... There weren't any vegan cheeses. I, I recently went to, uh, okay, so my business partner, Michelle, was adopted and found her biological father by DNA testing, and now he's been welcomed into our lives and we hang out with him, and he became vegan because she's vegan. So it was really cool. And we recently were at, in LA and we went to a pizza place, and the pizza place had, um, vegan cheese but no vegan meats and he's mm. a new vegan and he, I remember him he went up there and he was like what kind of pizza place doesn't have vegan meats and I was like oh, oh my gosh you are so spoiled and you don't even know it because vegan cheese is a new like a new phenomenon right now I remember just mm, five years ago three years ago there were not nearly as many good and none of them melted <laughs> and, uh, and and now we're so fortunate where we have some options that melt so you can yeah. eat pizza and feel like you're eating pizza yeah yeah so cheese was the hardest for me cheese was really difficult and it was something I would say okay I'm done eating cheese oh wait I'm not done eating cheese <laughs> <laughs> and so yeah that was the hardest for me 
And then you were also giving us this really awesome timeline of how over time we've had products that have come onto the market like vegan cheese and vegan meats. And we are a huge fan of, of, of when these, uh, uh, these, these additional products come into the market that are able to kind of un unlock people's access to um, vegetarian or vegan plant-based diets because then they say, oh, I can still have cheese that melts on my pizza, but it's vegan cheese. Yep. And usually it's made out of like cashews. Is that right? It's like cashew cheese or like... Well, there are lots of cheese now, cheeses now. Uh, one of my favorites is cashew base. That's Miyoko's cheese. Okay. And uh, then there's Daya. That's a mm -hmm. pea protein. Pea protein. Yep. Okay. And Daya is super accessible and you can find it at, I believe, Walmart and I believe Target, so Yeah, accessibility, accessible. yeah. So then, okay, but then how did it end up getting to the first book that you ended up okay, authoring? So, yeah, yeah. Okay, so then somewhere in there, I started working for a farmed animal sanctuary and around that time, my life kind of just fully became vegan advocacy. I wanted to teach people about plant-based living, vegan food, vegan lifestyle, the whole works. And something that I heard over and over and over and over again is that being vegan is too expensive. And, uh, and I even heard it from my own family who I really wanted to eat healthier. I didn't, I mean, I wanted them to eat plant-based. I told them, hey, I'm thriving on a plant-based diet, but I really just wanted them to be healthy. And they were suffer suffering some severe consequences of diet-related the poor diet choices, including heart attacks. My uncle was 40 when he had his first heart attack or oh. when he had a heart attack. My grandpa had passed away already from complications in a triple bypass surgery and he had already had one heart attack. Uh, my aunt had type two diabetes and then passed away after having multiple amputations. And so type two diabetes claimed her life. And these are things that could have been avoided had either they received the proper education on nutrition where the doctor said, and I don't know if this happened, but the, the doctor said, hey, a lifestyle change needs to happen immediately because your life is at risk. And, and so I, I was very young when all this happened. I don't know if they received that education, but I imagine if their life was on the line, they would have chosen life. And, uh, and so I created Plant Based on a Budget with some friends to show people that eating plant-based could be done very affordably and conveniently. You didn't have to go to shop at all these expensive grocery stores. You didn't have to go to your local co-op. You could go to any grocery store and eat a healthy plant-based diet. And we did that by sharing recipes that our families liked. And that was helpful for my family. And from there, it just grew. I created different resources that I had asked my audience what they wanted. And over time, um, created, which is now my full-time job, Plant Based on a Budget. And then somewhere in there, uh, someone reached out to me and asked if I wanted to write a cookbook, which was my first cookbook. That was the Super Easy Vegan Slow Cooker Cookbook. I didn't know a lot about slow cookers, but I did know that my audience would appreciate something that only had a 15-minute active prep time. So yeah. all of the recipes, you would just chop everything up within 15 minutes, dump it in the slow cooker and then you could either go to sleep and wake up and have food or go to work and come home and have food mm -hmm. and i know that my audience 
is tired from work. They are busy. They're on a budget. They don't want to spend a lot of money. They don't want to spend a lot of time. And that concept would be very beneficial to them. So that's why I wrote that book. 15 minutes of okay. chopping of prep time prep time yep and so then you just put it all in the yep. slow cooker that's getting the stuff out of the refrigerator that's opening up the can of beans 15 minutes for it all dump it and then you have a meal when you're done from work yeah whoa and this normally it's uh, some sort of uh bean and veggie type some some grain is that usually what it is? With there were sauce? a lot. So I did it over 100 recipes in that book. Uh, so there's a wide variety of recipes. And a lot of them I ended up um, tailoring for this book. Well, I would say probably like 10 recipes cool. I put in this book for the stovetop. So I altered them based on some feedback that I got from my first book and improved them and showed people how they could do it in the pressure cooker, the slow cooker, and on the stovetop. Because not everyone has a slow cooker, slow cooker and yeah. not everyone has an instant pot. So the stove is a, is a tried and true way to get food cooked for you. And you kept a similar uh, theme. I, I really want to see, you, you know, your audience, you have this really, this really, um, this tendency to want to like talk to your audience like pull oh, your yeah. audience yeah yeah so do you would you get like feedback and like what was the receptivity that you were getting from the first book and how you ended up wandering yourself into the second one well the first one I it did really well so it's been out since 2017 and I I've sold about 55,000 copies so that's a lot of books Badass. Uh, thank you. <laughs> 55,000? Yeah, 55,000 nice. copies. And uh, so that one did really well. But what I wanted, I, I want to serve my audience. I do this work because I feel it's beneficial to the people who put their faith in me to help them navigate plant-based eating. And I wanted to create this ultimate resource for them that's easy, that will help their family save money, that will teach them the basics, but also have something for the experienced cook who is looking for something different. And that's why I created Plant Based on a Budget. I poured my heart and soul, it is everything that I've ever thought in my head should be in a cookbook, Yes. in a cookbook. And I worked on it for about two years yeah. uh, before it came out yesterday. Yeah. And I'm really proud of it. Some things that I included in the book are a picture with every recipe. Yes. I know that I am very visual. So I don't want to flip through a cookbook and see a bunch of text. I want to see beautiful, colorful photos that inspire me to make it. And then something else I'll show it to you really quickly. Yes. Um, I included these tips because I want people to customize my recipes based on their family's preferences. Yeah, yeah. And so I put the recipe, the ingredients, and then I put some optional additions. Say you have these or you have an ex some extra money, you can put some optional additions. Mm -hmm. And then I put some tips for either making the recipe uh, in a variation or you can also, um, it's like a tip to make it an easier process. And then I had my testers do tips and then I put space for them to write their own, own tip tips in. And that they could have a log of that. Exactly, yeah, yeah. because I know when I first started learning to cook, I wrote all over my books and that's how I, ah, that's how I learned how to cook. There we go. Is it going to go? There it there is. There we go. 
Yeah, I, 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 I also realized that when I was when I was looking and I was seeing that that there's a there's a this is it's because it fits within a certain amount of about a dollar to two dollars a meal, which is crazy about like twenty to thirty five dollars a week in produce costs, and then then you get the optional additions. So for those that have some extra funds, yep. that they can add those. Super easy direction and ingredient lists. And these are all under 30 minutes of time. Then you have your tips, other testers' tips. So this is, again, yes. the audience is, which is contributing. Really, which is really cool because a lot of the people uh, were people from all over the country. So I had 40 recipe testers. And they varied from very young. One of them was in elementary school. And to people who were older and people who had never cooked, people who were experienced chefs, vegans, non-vegans, people who, like, just all across it, they lived in rural towns, urban towns, and I love that diversity because that's who's reading the book. You just never know who's picking up the book or their cooking skill level or yeah. where they live, the access to grocery stores, and I wanted everyone, regardless of where they are, who they are, how old they are, to be able to cook these recipes easily. And that's super evident. I, I, first, I just love how you said that it's everything that you had formed in your mind <laughs> over the last even like, you know, not just two years, but throughout learning of your process last like decade more. And that then you were able to put it into something that you said that's so accessible for all different types of people. So this is not only, um, is it that it's accessible like financially, it's also accessible in terms of the, um, you don't need the co-ops and the, yep. yeah, gross, you can you can shop at a Walmart or a Target exactly. in, your, in your local rural area. Um, and accessibility yeah, in price, 20 to $35 a week, one to $2 a meal, but also that Th the sections in here are very interesting. You have one pot meals, basics, apps, salads, dinners, desserts, and a sample meal plan. I would love for you to teach us about those sections. Well, I've, okay, so I started meal planning. I offer meal plans on plantbasedmealplan.com and I learned what people wanted. I created these meal plans that show people how to save money and often that is not including desserts, that's not including a savory snack, and people really wanted those things. So I knew I needed to include desserts because people have a sweet tooth. I have a sweet tooth. I, I don't want to feel like plant-based eating is um, taking away something from my life. I want it to be helping me and only bringing me goodness, not taking away the goodness. So I definitely have the real dill chocolate chip cookies. I have chocolate pie in there and those are always crowd pleasers so and these are very um, limit lim the ingredient list is also there's tiny ingredient tiny lists. ingredient lists yep that are vegan all vegan yeah, yeah. and uh, and then something I knew I wanted to include was the one pot meals because I hate doing dishes I do not want to do dishes ever mountains and, mountains yep. of dishes. and sometimes you have these recipes that require like First the little pot, then the big pot, then bake it, then do this, and then stir it in this bowl. And I did not want to have my my audience doing dishes for 45 minutes after they yeah. cooked for the 30 minutes. And yeah. so I created the one pot meals that are 
all easily adapted to be instant pot meals too. So you can just chop everything and throw them either on the stovetop or in the instant pot. And I give you directions for both. And that way at the end, you only have your one pot to clean. Yeah, you even you even have an, um, an example on, yeah, right here, the, ve the veggie, the veggie chow mein, right? Mm -hmm. That's one of the one pots. Yep. Yeah. So, Ron, can you see that one? You got to tie it. I, I, yeah, it's on. Oh, there it is. Okay. Yeah, and you can, you can see how this is all done in one. The celery, the carrots, the, the soy sauce is all done in one. Yeah. Yep. Yep. And the noodles. And so, it's great to be able to do, like, literally one dish afterward plus like your fork and your like spoon that you use to mix it up exactly yeah that's and, so awesome and so what i love to do with those because i only food two people is that i make leftovers so that i don't have to make lunch or worry about lunch the next day and so sometimes uh we can feed the two of us for dinner then the two of us for lunch the next day and then maybe one other day that week with the batch of food that i made so that it's really limiting my time in the kitchen i I love food. And I think that people often think, wow, Tony's such a foodie. She loves all things food. But I love eating food. I don't want to spend all my time in the kitchen. I want to spend my time hanging out with my friends and my family, going on a walk, and not doing dishes and yeah. standing and like stirring. And it's, it's kind of my means to an end. I want to eat and enjoy that delicious exactly. homemade food. Yeah, in sh short, short cook time, limited amount of dishes afterward, huge. And then I want you to teach people, most people I don't think know that you can even like make uh, cookies with a vegan. Can you explain uh, instead of like eggs and butter, like what are you using? Yes, uh, so there are, in my cookies I use applesauce uh, and that would be in place of an egg. Mm. And then I also use vegan butter, which is you can find at any grocery store. You can often find either margarine or vegan butter like Earth Balance. And mm -hmm. Earth Balance, uh, a tub of it, I bought it from a store where I live called Winco. It's like a big warehouse grocery store. And uh, it was $3.30. So it is not expensive. And you can even find the uh, blocks of margarine for like $2. Yeah, yeah. So it's not an additional, it's not like your cookies are now going to be double the cost uh, yeah, yeah. because you, cho you chose the plant-based version. Okay. And then the chocolate yes. chips, I use some of my sweet chocolate chips. The cheapest that I found are at Trader Joe's. They're $1.98 for a bag of semi-sweet chocolate chips. And those are non-dairy and ah. super delicious. Nice, nice. So these are, these are those, um, those tricks that applesauce instead of yeah. an egg like that that's like what <laughs> yeah. yeah and okay so that was um some of the one pot um basics especially for um not doing the mountains of dishes and then the hacks for some of the desserts and then you all you said that you um some of this i mean some of the salads in here were like like well, that's what's up i love that <laughs> i love that those styles of salads um, and then this, the meal plan as well. Teach us about the other sections as well. Okay, so what I'm most known for on the internet, my work that is uh, the most popular, is uh, the meal plans that I co-created with my friend Michelle Kane. My friend, she runs 
a website called World of Vegan, and we created these meal plans called the Plant Based on a Budget Meal Plans. It teaches people how to eat for $25 a week. That's $120 a meal. We do breakfast, lunch, and dinner seven days and provide a grocery shopping list broken down by where you are in the store. It has a colorful photo with every single recipe and they became really popular so that I knew that when I, want, when I created my book, I wanted to include that because people have a hard time piecing together what they're going to eat in a week. So that's why I included it in my book. And so then you're sending people to a grocery store one time a week. Mm -hmm. And from that, and this is the business partner? Yep. Right here? Yeah. Yep. Okay, cool. And then you're sending them once, so you're sending them one time a week, and then they're getting the meals for all seven days in one trip. Yep. And so some of the maybe like, like sweet potatoes that they get for the meal on Monday will also, um, you'll use the sweet potatoes again exactly. on Thursday. You'll use 100% of the ingredients that you purchase, and I show you how to divvy it up. So say you have that sweet potato, I'll show you, we're gonna use, we'll buy two sweet potatoes. We're gonna use a third of the sweet potatoes this way, and then the rest of it will be this way. And that is to help people understand that they don't need to be stocking their refrigerator with things that may expire. You know, I, I know that I personally have had the experience where I have the best intentions. I go buy cilantro and parsley, fresh parsley and uh, lettuce and kale, and then I don't get to it and I have to throw it away. Oh, yeah. And yes, it's the worst. Yes, so yes. we're trying to teach people how to buy only what you need, yes. go to the bulk bins, buy only what you need, and I tell people, go to the bulk bins with your measuring cups, put the, the bag around it so that you're not contaminating all the bulk items, but you're only measuring what you need. So yeah. if you're making a recipe that calls for one cup of brown rice, only buy one cup of brown rice. You don't need to buy a two pound bag of brown rice yep. because yep. then you're spending extra money. You're probably not going to eat that brown rice anytime soon. Uh, and this way you're only buying what you need. Yep. Yep. And you get into a rhythm of going once a week, getting what you need yep. for the seven days, not throwing away the excess food. That's yeah. so critical. And that's time saving too, because I know that for myself when I'm not meal planning, I will be more impulsive about my cooking and I'll be like, mm, I want to eat this, but I only have one of the things I need to make it. So then I'm going to go to the grocery store and then two days later, same thing. I'm going to go to the grocery store again. I'm spending time I don't really have at the grocery store multiple times a week instead of being efficient and using yes. my time yes. wisely, going only once and being organized when I'm at the grocery store. So I try to encourage people not to be so impulsive about their food shopping, but rather be organized and go and shop with intention. It's so cool being able to repurpose things from one grocery trip at the beginning of the week to be able to repurpose them throughout the week. Yep. So that, especially so that they don't get wasted. Um, and yeah, the impulsivity decreases. Sometimes we walk through and we're hungry and then we just take a bunch of stuff because we're hungry. <laughs> like, why did I buy this? Yeah. Oh wait, I was starving. I was very, very hungry. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, 
And okay, so another another aspect to this is that um, you gave us the example of chocolate chip cookies. Um, there's a mango smoothie bowl. There's another one of the assets we have, sunflower seed pesto, teriyaki stir fry. We showed a little bit earlier. But just kind of like the general idea is that it's all across, and there's so many different options. There's 100 plus options in here. And then um, on the, on the, um, both on on so on your social media platforms you're first of all i mean you're you're just you're you're, you're crushing it like you're yeah. you're crushing it your plant based on a budget um uh instagram account has 200,000 plus followers also the um in the the content on here is like you know obviously it's gorgeous content and then you have a little blurb at the bottom for every single one of the posts yeah so what i do on there is i have a variety I found that, okay, this is sound, sounds really crazy, but I found that the uglier the photo, the more it, the better it performs. No because way. I know it. It's, what? I know, I, this, I feel the same way, but what I found that does really well, like you just click on this photo, yeah. that is a phone photo. That this is has, a phone photo. Yep, that has 5,000 likes yeah. and hundreds of comments. But people want to know what I'm eating when I'm eating it. And so they, I find oh, that interesting. if I say, okay, so, hey guys, today I threw in um, some onions, some bell pepper, uh, some brown rice, and some quinoa, and some black beans into the Instant Pot with some broth and made a soup. Now it gives them a little bit of an idea of what they can go home and do. It's something that mm. I, I took with the photo, so that, I'm sorry, with my phone, so they can see that it's not super styled. They can yeah. envision themselves eating that meal. And, and sometimes I think it's a little bit harder. So like you can see in, in this photo right here, yep. that's in my pot on my stove. Yep. And you can go home, you can be like, oh, I can do that. And you can envision yourself making that at your house instead yeah. of something that's super stylized and with lighting and um, oh, yeah. props and and it just is more realistic. So, more realistic. That's yep. that's quite interesting. So more realistic uh, images that people can actually do at home will end up getting more yep. interest. Uh, I I do both though. I have a variety. I yep. have some staged photos and then some photos like that, which is just what I ate at home yep. that day. Yep. And. Uh, and those always do better. Ron, how hungry are you right now? <laughs> <laughs> Looks delicious. Oh my gosh, by the way, those are so good. Oh, the Magnum non-dairy bars? They are so wow. good. Wow. Those sound really yeah, good. Yeah, 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 that sounds so good, yum. Um, so, um, another thing is that you have these jokes, like you have this dino this dinosaur one is funny. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I like to. Oh, um, great. Who invited the herbivore? I like <laughs> to make it fun. I want to have people not be so uptight about it, yeah. and yeah. and you know, sometimes people. I know that, for example, one of my friends a long time ago, she was. Every time we ate plant-based food. She would be like, "Ah, oh, why? Like, I'm craving. My body's craving meat." And it, it, so you have these friends who are maybe a little bit skeptical about your diet or don't want to only eat plant-based food with you. And so I just—that's funny. 
<laughs> it is, yeah, exactly. Getting people on your side that way. Yeah. I also want to. I also want to plug the the YouTube channel. Um, your YouTube channel is has a lot of really strong. You know, that was the video we showed on the veggie chow mein. But they're super short, like a minute long video, and it's really well produced. And so it's it can be replicated at home quite easily. Um, and there's so many options. Thank you. Yeah, Hasselback potatoes, cinnamon rolls, tasty tofu tacos, breaded tofu strips recipe. Yep. Easy edamame salad. So this is also um, uh, Tony Akamoto on YouTube as well. Yep. Yep. And I do a variety of videos. So I, Michelle, who I work with, I worked with on the um, meal plans. She is a video producer too. And so I, on her channel, a lot of these, you'll see a lot of us. Yes. We have those, they're longer videos that yep. teach people exactly what, all, okay, so we'll say there are 20 yogurts that are non-dairy on the market right now, which are good, mm. so that you're not spending your money trying food that you may not like because it's the worst of all of the options available, so we'll do a taste test. That's great. And offer our opinions, for whatever they're worth, uh, and help guide people into what is the better better options so that they can try maybe the top three instead of trying 10 that are not that good. Save people time, money. Yep. With the, and, and you'll probably actually keep more people uh, coming because of, of, of that, whereas if they had a bad experience, they might just drop it right away. And some of them do really well. Like this one has nearly 100,000 uh, views. Nearly 100,000 views. And that's, views. Uh, it's been up for a year and it's... Um, Trader Joe's haul. It's just what, what's vegan at Trader Joe's. What, That's awesome. What is unexpected, or there are some things that are are expected uh, that are plant based. But I I know that we each picked ten things, and I had never tried some of the things that she had chosen there because I have you know when you have your things that you like, and just being introduced to new plant based options at a place that you regularly shop is fun. Yeah, yeah. This is great. You can go with a partner and say, okay, go get your 10 favorite vegan foods and then you'll get your 10 and then you'll probably have like a couple at least that are uh, not overlapping, which then you can learn about why they pick those couple. Yeah. And that's a great, it's actually a good way to, to go and start sharing experiences um, and build community that way. A hundred, almost a hundred thousand views on a video. Awesome stuff. Awesome stuff. There's so much content. Um, it's great that you're doing this because you like you have you have to have the media side of this knocked, and you do. You have the Instagram rolling and the and the YouTube rolling. And have you like have you already been getting um, feedback on some of the content's only been a day, but yep. yeah, what have you what have you been hearing about? So far, it? so good. You're like 780th in the total Amazon book rankings. Yeah. What? That's like 8 million books and you're 780. What? I am very honored. I, it's been a really amazing past 24 hours since my book came out and I am really grateful for the response so far. I know that for sure we had over a thousand pre-sales uh, pre-ordered pre books on Amazon and I've been hearing from people talking about how they found it at Costco, how they found it at Whole Foods and so uh, there it is. Number 721 in books. Ron if you zoom out a little bit I have it zoomed in. 
Number 721 in books, number two in budget cooking, number three in whole foods diets, number six in vegan cooking books. Good day. It's a good day. You know, I, feel like, you. I feel like life is ebbs and flows, it's ups and downs, and I'm so on, like, I'm so happy to be at an up right now. Yeah, it's, it's a, hard work, two years of hard work you said that for all the photographs that it took you wait wait, wait tony you have to tell the story you spent <laughs> you spent five straight days making a hundred of the meals for the photographs yep so i had worked with my friend jenny before she was recommended to me and then we became friends uh she's a photographer here in san francisco and i knew i wanted to work with her again so i called her up i said hey i'm writing this book can you come, and at the time she was living in Denver, can you come and make a hundred recipes with me and photograph them and, uh, and do it in one sitting? So uh, we did it, we cooked a hundred recipes and were up all day, all night doing it and my house was like, one, it was comical because I had a hundred recipes worth of food uh, and I had as many people as I could come with their Tupperware. I said, if you live within 10 miles of me, come eat food at my house, bring your Tupperware, I will feed you all week, yeah, yeah. bring it. And, uh, and then it was just funny to watch us go. I played the whole Taylor Swift discography. <laughs> we both were Taylor Swift. We had just seen her in concert and so, Taylor Swift fueled this musically. <laughs> musically. Yeah. yeah it, was, it was a really fun time and it was a lot of work and I'm so yes. grateful to her. And then I have some lifestyle photos, which are really great lifestyle is the ones if I'm in there yes. in the photo, like the back of the book. Uh, uh, Michelle Kane, she is a photographer too. She did those. And then you love avocados so much. Yeah, there's the there's the, the the lifestyle photo. That's you with some salad in a park in Sacramento. Uh -huh. Yes. And then it's not on the program feed. It's all right. Okay. Okay. Yeah. 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 It's not on the program feed. <laughs> I got you there, Ronnie. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's great. So then there's also like, okay, hold on. I want to, I want to see if I can, if I can snag it. Oh, I found another good lifestyle photo. This one right here. Oh, that's my brother. This is you and your brother. Yeah. And those are the orange creamsicles. Yep. Frozen bananas, plant-based milk, orange juice, and vanilla extract. And that one is the one that the little boy, Tyler Tisnado, he is in elementary school and he was one of my recipe testers for that recipe. So it was so cute. He did a little <laughs> YouTube video as, a, as his critique. So he showed himself making it and then he gave me his thoughts on the recipe when it was done, which is really, really cute. This is great to be able to engage young people in it as well. Yep. Yeah, yeah, there are a couple recipes which I recommend uh, in the youth? book for making with your kids. Oh, cool. Which which ones do you, off the bat, do you remember? Uh, definitely that creamsicle recipe, yeah. but there's also this one that is um, their oat, oatmeal, peanut butter, raisin balls. 
And so it's fun to, to make yeah. them into little balls and then you refrigerate them. And yeah, I, I would have loved that. I mean, I love doing it now. So I can only imagine that a child would enjoy that experience. Yes. Oatmeal, peanut butter, raisin balls, yum. Yep. Yes. And you can, you can customize it. You can use uh, cranberries instead of yes. raisins. You yes. can put in some sunflower seeds, yep. extra protein. Maybe some banana if you want. Definitely customize it. Some yeah. coconut shreds. Coconut shreds are awesome. Um, switch it up to almond butter if you yep. want. You know, mm -hmm. there's all different kinds of... Yeah, when I when when first when we were talking, I was like, yeah, overnight oats. Like you put the <laughs> almond milk in the in the oats and let it soak overnight. There's the you know those very just couple ingredient smoothies that are so good. The the veggie chilies have been very popular. Mm -hmm. There's just so many awesome recipes in here that I hope that when 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 we think about it on a whole. This is maybe the question that I should ask you then. What what are your thoughts then? Are we kind of talked about a little bit with some of the advances that are being made in clean meat? Some of the um, you know, fifty years from now, we'll be like, what were you doing slaughtering so many of the animals? So, what are your what are your thoughts on the direction on the future of food? Well, I'm pleased. I I've been doing a newsletter on the plant based on a budget uh, e newsletter that I put out on Fridays that gets people excited about what's happening in the plant-based space. And these past few weeks have just been amazing. Uh, we've had Beyond Meat go public and do really well. We've had Impossible being served at places like um, Burger King. Yeah, that's we, huge. I went and tried the Del Taco uh, Beyond Crumbles. I've had the Beyond Burger at uh, Carl's Jr. Mm -hmm. and it's just amazing to me that if you're on a road trip or if you're late and you just or if you come home and you don't want to cook dinner you have these options available to you and i don't think that if you're on a budget you should be eating those options all the time because they're more expensive for sure going to fast food even if you eat animal products is definitely more expensive than eating at home cooking for yourself and meal planning, uh, but to have those options available is just it's game changing. It's, it makes veganism so much more accessible, and it also introduces people to 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 that style of food, plant based food. I know that I have a lot of friends who are curious, and they eat there anyway. And so while they're there, they'll try maybe one beef taco, one mm -hmm. beyond taco. And that's really cool that it's exposing new people yes. to the plant-based options. Yes. Kind of coming in like right in time with some of the issues around human cost, climate change, and coming in right in time, hopefully. <laughs> yes. I'm watching, uh, Paul and I are watching the Our Planet series. Have you seen it? Uh, it's... Um, I think so. The okay. Our Planet series. Yeah. It's on Netflix. Yeah. And it's the cinematography is so stunning. Crazy. It's yes, gorgeous. Yes, yes. Uh, but afterward, every time I'm like, oh, we're killing the animals. <laughs> like our the our impact on the planet is so negative that it's affecting all of even like the algae on the ice, which then feeds the fish, which feeds the penguins, which feeds the whale, or you know, mm -hmm. is it, or the sea lion. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so it's just, uh, yeah. It's, I heard they're gonna. Uh, cancel funding for planet earth 
Did you hear that? Did, no. Did so so it's our our planet? Uh, yeah, yeah. Oh. <laughs> <Our>, oh. <laughs> cancel funding for planet Earth. Yeah. Don't give them any more money. <laughs> our planet was made by the same people as planet Earth was. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. Okay, okay, cool. Yeah, because when I saw the the trailers for that, I was like, "This is gorgeous." That is so pretty. Yes, yes. This is a way to yeah connect deeper to the to the beautiful place we call home. Um, okay, let's. We we covered I think pretty much everything. Yeah. Yeah. Pretty much uh, at least as yeah. well as we could in the short time we had together. Um, can't believe that it's yeah under thirty dollars a week and less than thirty minutes a meal. Um, Let's do a couple quick simulation questions on the way out of the show that we like asking our guests. All right, let's do it. All right. First question is, are we alone in the cosmos? <laughs> <laughs> uh, that is an interesting question. I feel like Paul will be really good at this because he is all about space. He is the yeah. biggest space nerd I've ever met. Actually, yeah. his wedding ring is meteorite. Uh, but I... I don't know. I would say, based on what I hear from Paul, I would say no. And then what about, are we in a simulation? You're asking me the tough questions today. <laughs> um, I don't know. What do you think? What does Ron think? What does Ron think? <laughs> well, it we are in a simulation. It is a game of sorts. However, we are still in charge and we are the authors. It's very complex. It's very, that's it's very <laughs> Pretty interesting answer, huh? Yeah, that's good. Yes, we're discovering this as we uh, advance our own technology. We're, we're, we're seeing what we're made of. We are a virtual reality. This is virtual reality. <laughs> That's good. Yeah, yeah. See, this was a first successful redirect. Tony goes, what do you think, Alan? I'm like, what do you think, Ron? <laughs> successful redirect. And again, it's only what we think. It's what we believe. Our reality is based on, you know, what we believe. So it's, uh, it's, it's fascinating. Yeah, that was a solid answer, Ronnie. That was good. Yeah. <laughs> Tony, thank you for thank answering you. that for question for me. Yeah. <laughs> Play the game. Tony's leveled up. Her her experience points in plant based nutrition are maxed out. Her plant based bar is maxed out. I love it. And then, how about we ask last question, which is, what do you think is the most beautiful thing in the world? Compassion. Compassion is the most beautiful thing in the world to treat people with fairness and dignity and respect and to do things that are beneficial to others and the planet without any personal gain. That is, that is very beautiful. Whoa, that was really strong, yeah. Yeah, compassion plus the ego-less uh, contributions to civilization. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Tony, this has been such a fun episode. Thank, Thank you, you so much for, for coming me. on the Thank show. You. Really appreciate it. And congrats. Holy cow, like 720 on the book list, like in the top couple in the, in the cooking and <laughs> plant category, plant-based categories, um, already on Amazon. Everyone, I would love for you to check out 
the links below. Check out the book, Plant-Based on a Budget, the links below. Also check out plantbasedonbudget.com, plantbasedmealplan.com, and as well as go follow the Instagram and YouTube accounts for Tony and for Plant-Based. Let's have more conversations with our friends, our families, our coworkers online on social media about what this all means, about being able to save money, prep our meals and cook our meals in very small, short amounts of time, and be able to live healthier, more sustainably on this planet together. So go and talk more about it. Also give us your thoughts in the comments below on the episode. Also huge shout out to Ron Vagas for producing and directing. Thank you very much. And support the artists, the entrepreneurs, and the organizations around the world that you believe in support simulation. Our links are below. Help us continue growing and scaling our impact. Go and build the future, everyone. Manifest your dreams into the world. Thank you so much for tuning in, and we will see you soon. Peace.